Sometime this afternoon, the U.S. House will vote on Speaker Mike Johnson's plan, his latter step plan to try to avert a government shutdown. It will be uh, the first test of his his leadership here. The question is, is can he get it passed with Republicans only? Will he need to reach across the aisle and get some support from Democrats, the Democrats and Republicans, both meeting in caucus to kind of decide what to do here? Uh, looking at those short term concerns, but also a longer-term solution to our nation's fiscal problems is our next guest, Congressman Bill Heisinger, Republican of Zealand, joining us live on JR Morning this morning. Good morning, sir. Hey, Guy. Good to be with you. So where where do you stand on Speaker Johnson's uh, two-step plan here? Is it something, I know it's kind of a clean continuing resolution, there's no spending cuts here, no support for Israel or Ukraine, and basically postpone that to, to 2024. Is that something you can get behind? Well, let let, let me be clear. I don't like it, but I also don't like what the last month has looked like in the House of Representatives. And frankly, uh, I don't think we have a choice uh, at this point. So um, if we we are going to avoid a government shutdown, and there's – look, I've got some colleagues who believe we just need to shut it all down. The problem with that is is, uh, it will harm our men and women in uniform. It's going to put us behind the curve. It actually costs money to start government up again. Uh, and it's a big, fat political loser. Um, so uh, the, the irony of this whole thing, Guy, is that some of the same folks who proposed this two-step plan, some of the folks who forced uh, our, uh, this, us into this past month, month and a half of chaos in the House, are now the ones that are saying, oh, well, I can't do that. Uh, well, you helped create it, and actually for some of them, they actually came up with the plan, and now they're rejecting it. So welcome to the U.S. House of Representatives. <laughs> a little, little, little frustrating, guys, but uh, look, I, I, at this point, I, I believe I'm going to trust Mike and give him some runway here to okay. actually go and do what we've hired him to do, which is be Speaker of the House. Yeah, who needs soap operas when we have C-SPAN? Right, uh, right. <laughs> who who would have thought, right? <laughs> Congressman, the Democrats are supposed to meet later on today about this topic it seems like they would support it and if so aren't we at the same spot that speaker mccarthy was in getting democratic support uh uh pause for irony to leak into this whole thing (laughs) yes uh yes exactly uh and 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 that's the irony of it is uh and and the flip side is is you also have some folks uh, who uh, who deposed Kevin uh, because of a similar plan are now uh, willing to support Mike Johnson on this. So it might have been more than just about the policy. It might have been personal, uh, you know, about about Kevin and other personalities. So. Um, it, you know, look, this is this is not ideal by any stretch of the imagination, uh, but uh, we are where we're at uh, because of the decisions that have been made and the actions that a, a number of folks had had. I would love to have continued to plow on through our appropriations bills. That is that is what needs to get fixed. Um, and, uh, and and I believe uh, Mike is is attempting to do that. Um, would I have would I have maybe structured it differently? Sure, but at the end of the day, he's the one that has to uh, has to put all of the pieces together from the various parts of our conference. Um, I don't know whether there's going to be Democrats that are going to support it. I suspect there will be some because they don't have an excuse. 
right? You know, they're the ones that have said we don't want a government shutdown. They're the ones that have said we can't have uh, changes in policy in the short run. So guess what? That's exactly what we're going to do while we buy some uh, runway here in a little time to actually get through our appropriations process when that's where we weed the garden, as I like to say, right? You know, we've got to figure out what, what's not working and what is working and take out the stuff that's not working. Congressman uh, Kevin McCarthy, it, it appears that a lot of what he dealt with was personal uh, against him. Uh, we have Speaker Johnson now, a lot of people saying they like him. Uh, you, you think the, the fact that they like him, might <laughs> he's still in this honeymoon phase, he may be able to get this through? Uh, well, uh, one, this was a shotgun wedding, and and two, it looked like it was a it, it, it was a trip to the mall for Chinese food for the honeymoon. You know, I mean, this is just like it, it's been bizarro land. But um, you know, I, I hope I hope that uh, that people are willing to let Mike, uh, who is a very good guy and who is well intentioned and is a good leader. It's just this is uh, you know you've been launched into this uh, right. into this position. And guess what? You're, you know, the problems haven't gotten easier. They've gotten more complicated than they were, you know, six weeks ago, six months ago. And uh, so hopefully he's going to be able to do that. But, you know, for me personally, I would have loved to have had my debt commission, for example, into ah. this. Right? How did you know I, I was going to ask you about that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's sneaking suspicion. Yeah, but, well, uh, because yeah, these are really all preliminaries, and they're really only short-term solutions to a much larger looming problem, which we've added seven trillion to the debt. And uh, and you've proposed this this bipartisan debt and deficit commission to address this very thorny fiscal problem uh, on the Senate side. Interestingly, we've got Senators Romney and Manchin joining forces. Heck, they could be a presidential ticket for no labels here uh, in in the new year. But here's my question. I think it's a great idea. You you put that commission in there. You get rid of all the political baggage and the weaponizing of, of entitlement discussions. But what happens after they recommend something if there's no political will to actually follow the recommendation? What happens then? Yeah, we're we're going to see whether there's political will on the front end because our language actually requires an up or down vote on an on on a proposal that is not amendable. So you can't you can't change the the uh, the the, uh, the agreement. You can't change the proposal uh, with any kind of amendments on the floor of the House or in the Senate. It forces a vote. You have to take the vote, and it has to put people on record whether they're interested in actually you know, saving these programs for our uh, future generations, whether they are, uh, whether they're actually going to take this debt situation seriously. And, and just for perspective, you know, we are, we are knocking on the door this year alone because of interest rate increases and in what has happened with the bonds, uh, our, our government bond rates. We're knocking on the door of spending as much on interest on the debt as we are on our entire Department of Defense. Just yeah. let that sink yeah. in. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's stunning how much that is. So, uh, we've got to get serious about it, but um, uh, you know, AARP and a few other groups like that have already come out opposed to it, um, and I, I don't know what world they're living in, thinking that we can continue just uh, you know, free will spending without any understanding of what the consequences might be. You have served well on the Financial Services Committee. You've served in subcommittees looking at trade and bad behavior on the part of our trading partners. Uh, as you look forward to President Biden's meeting with President Xi, what are the takeaways that you want to see when it comes to 
uh, that kind of bad behavior, the balloons coming over our border, things like that? What are the takeaways that he needs to come away with or at least needs to raise in those meetings? Yeah, and there's a there's a number of things. Uh, one on a on a more global scale, we know that uh, that China has been stealing technology, stealing patents, all those things. Certainly, we've seen this in the automotive industry and so many others that have, have affected Michigan. So, are they going to be a good player on the world stage when it comes to the rest of the world and how how we all operate? That's one. Two. Uh, what about the illicit trade? You know, whether it's fentanyl or whether it's buying Iranian oil. Uh, there's a there's a number of shades elements to what uh, has been coming out of China, and I, I hope he's going to push them on that. Uh, the other is geographically uh, in that area. You know, we've got allies like the Philippines that are uh, that are feeling the pressure from China right. on a daily basis. Uh, not to mention Taiwan, right? And so, uh, you know, making sure that they are actually going to be a a, a, uh, a good player on the world stage is what I would like to see. So well, there may be another takes- trade pact. A Pacific Trade Pact uh, bringing us closer to Indonesia and other players in, in, in the Asian Pacific Rim that could draw us closer to those that could fight back against China to, to you know, better alliances there. Is that something you would like to see? It's something that President Trump killed in his uh, during his administration. Yeah, and and yeah, this was when famously uh, both President Trump and uh, Hillary Clinton both said that they were opposed to uh, to this. So everybody kind of figured this wasn't going anywhere. But that is truly how we uh, how we push back and help our allies in that region push back against China and the influence of China in their own economies, uh, and and to make it advantageous for our economy as well is uh, to make sure that we have good solid trading partnerships uh, that uh, that are outside of China. Look, we've we've seen a number of uh, manufacturers and others that have shifted and moved uh, their operations out of China. I view that as a positive thing. And whether they, you know, some people call it ally shoring, near shoring, right. love to have it coming back. But even if it's going to some other countries that are that are less hostile uh, to us than China, uh, count that as a as a win as well. So uh, yeah. hopefully we're going to be able to uh, hopefully we're going to be able to see some progress on that. Congressman Heisman, always a pleasure to talk with you. Good luck on the Debt Commission. I appreciate that. We'll talk to you soon.